Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. Today's guest just a few years ago was a window cleaner and is now a multi-million dollar real estate investor. He's got his own company, a successful podcast, and a YouTube channel where he dedicates his time giving back and helping others get started in the competitive game of real estate. Really cool. Big welcome to Mr. Zach Booth. Zach, how are you, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Let's jump right in, man. There's no reason to beat around the bush. Let's talk about your journey. How'd you go from washing windows to millions of dollars of real estate? Yeah, well, I started, you know, it wasn't overnight for sure. It wasn't, but, you know, I started washing windows kind of out of necessity. I started that window cleaning business when I was 17 years old. Had my first employee at that point and wrote my own work release hours when I was a senior in high school, dropped out of high school basketball so I could do this, you know, mm-hmm. more seriously. Grew up for like a decade, but it got to the point where it just wasn't enough. From the outside looking in, I was pretty successful and I wasn't quite cutting it. You know, I had three trucks and like 13 employees. I was working my tail off, yeah, but it definitely wasn't enough. And when I was younger, I was actually 14. I had read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Never heard of it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's like probably everyone on the show mentions it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I read that book and it kind of opened my mind to being responsible for my finances, you know, becoming an investor. So when I was 14, I already thinking that way. That's kind of one of the reasons I pushed to start my own business. And then in my early 20s, this was in 2012, I bought my first duplex. Okay. So I lived in one side and rented the other, right? House hacked. Maybe as people have mentioned this on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And it worked out great. You know, my monthly payment was like 450 bucks and I was renting the other side for like 650, 700. So it was awesome. But I was like, okay, this is easy. You know, like I'm so smart. I'm going to go buy 50 of these. And then, and then the bank's like, well, wait a minute, you need 25, 30% down. And your debt to income ratio. And then house prices started climbing, you know, the foreclosure dump wasn't really happening anymore after that from the 08 crash. And so, you know, between timing, situation, I just had so many issues doing more. And I wanted more. I wanted to do more, but I just felt stuck because it's like, well, I want to be a rich investor, but what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like I don't have money to be an investor and I'm not wealthy because I'm not an investor. And so that was kind of like that first taste is buying that first duplex and limited in one side. So you I want to go back to something you said earlier when you had your business successful, you know, you're grinding away at the window cleaning business, you know, a lot of employees under your belt. And you mentioned it wasn't enough. What does that mean to you? And what was that? What was your driving force behind making a change? So a big one for me is this day my son was born. You know, it was fine when it was just me and my wife, you know, and lots of time and money. And my son was born and the medical bills came back. It's like, how am I going to pay these bills? And then I was yeah. so mad at myself because I was like, I owe it to my kids. I owe it to my wife. I owe it to myself to be better and to do better and to give a better life to them. And I remember being so mad at myself because I couldn't just enjoy the moment. I couldn't just be so grateful to be a dad. I was so looking forward to it. All I was thinking about was stupid money. I don't actually really like money. You know what I mean? Like I don't have fancy things. I guess I have a really nice- I may debate you on that one, but- I drive a Prius. You know, I get made fun of all the time. Like I don't care. It's just efficient, right? Right. And like- I make money because it's a tool. It's a resource. It's like, I really don't want to 
be flashy or anything, but like that was the big driver was my family was doing more for Mm -hmm. them, was feeling worthy of love because I was giving and taking care of them in a way that I was proud of. And I just didn't feel like window cleaning was getting me there. I know for a fact, many listening and friends and family that resonates with them. So let's talk about how you overcame that hurdle of, Hey, the bank's only willing to lend a certain LTV or I only needed to had so much capital. How did you overcome that barrier to start to really scale? Yeah. So it it took some time and I found myself like with this goal and this hope to be a real estate investor in this huge barrier. So what do I do? I start listening to podcasts, start reading books. I start listening to books while I'm out on the job. Yeah. 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 Just like this, this is podcast right here, right? This is a perfect example. And I heard about something called real estate wholesaling. And I was like, that's it. That's what I got to do. And so if the listeners that don't know what this is, I was told that you basically find a pawn shop for houses. Basically, someone that like inherits a property as tired landlords, they have these properties that's a thorn in their side, and you find that opportunity, you get the property to discount, and you pass it on to an investor for what's called an assignment fee. You don't have to buy the house. There's no debt, no risk. You're basically just selling paper. And I'm like, this is it. This is what I got to do because... If I can get good at finding discounted deals, not only will I have cash and I get to walk away from window cleaning, which I don't want to do this anymore. I hate it. I can do that, but then I can cherry pick the best ones. I can negotiate seller finance because I'm negotiating directly with the seller. I can be able to build a rental portfolio and make a ton of money wholesaling properties. And I was like, this is awesome. But the more I researched it, the more I thought, well, I don't know if this works. Like, sounds too good to be true. And why would anyone sell their house at 50 cents on the dollar? And if they did, is that ethical? Are you stealing their equity? Like, I was like, I don't want to be a shady human being either. I want to be proud of how I became wealthy. And so I actually like got really excited about it. And then I completely abandoned (laughs) the idea. I know the feeling. I've been there a few times. (laughs) Oh, have you? Good. Yeah. So I think many people do. And if you have any kind of a heart, that's probably where you're going to end up at some point. You're going to be like, wait a minute, is this ethical? Right? Something changed it all for me to get me back on board. Like, no, this is wholesome. This is amazing. So I was washing windows for a super wealthy guy. His name's Stan (laughs) and giant mansion, cleaning his windows, older guy. And I was like, what'd you do? You know, how'd you do it? Right. I was trying to figure it out. What's the secret? What's the secret sauce? Yeah. I was like, what's the secret sauce? He's like, well, I'm a real estate developer. I'm a real estate investor. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I had to know everything. We talked to him for like an hour and a half. At the end of the conversation, I was like, man, if I could just get two rentals this year, it'd be life changing. So that's convenient. I got these two properties. Do not want to deal with them. Haven't collected rents in four months. They deferred maintenance. Agent wants to list it for me, but she wants me to get the tenants out. I just don't want to deal with them. Do you want them? I'm like, sure, you know, of course, how much? And he's like, well, half a million for both. I was like, well, you know, there's no way I could get a loan for that much, you know? And he's like, that's fine. I'll be the bank. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, great. Life-changing conversation right there, right? Right. And he's like, well, can you put 20% down? I'm like, so I'm like doing the math in my head. Like, so like a hundred thousand. I was like, no way. He's like, well, how much could you put down? I was like, oh, (laughs) 2000, you know? Swing for the fences, you know? Yeah. He's like, okay. I'm like, what? Really? She went for zero. (laughs) So he basically walks over to his printer, pulls out a piece of like printing white paper and starts writing down the agreement. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Stan, hold on a minute. You know, like, don't we need a contract? Don't we need like a state approved form? He's like, no, 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 this is how it works. I'm going to go out of town. I'm going on vacation. You're going to take this piece of paper. You're going to take it to the title company. You're also going to make sure that they're worth what I'm telling you they're worth. That You know, you're getting a really good deal. He's educating me, right? And he signed the contracts and like, he's telling me how to do this. And I find out I have well over $200,000 in equity on these properties. Wow. Yeah. And I'm getting, oh, just amazing. Right. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. 
this is a deal of a lifetime. This is the stuff I've been hearing about on podcasts. Like this stuff's real. And it was wholesome. It helped him out. He didn't want to deal with them. He's got multi-million dollar developments going on. He doesn't want to deal with these. He liked me. He wants to help me out. He knows he's giving me a discount. Right. And I was like, this is a deal of a lifetime. What I need to figure out now is how to do a deal of a lifetime every single week. And I'm set. Yeah. Right. And that's what kind of gave me that hope and that belief. I quickly thereafter found a good mentor that could teach me how to find a deal every week. Went 100% in. Even before I did my first traditional wholesale deal with that mentor, I had walked away from my window cleaning business, told my business partner, I said, I quit. If there's profits, great. If there's not, great. If you want to buy me out, great. If yeah. not, I don't care. I burned the bridge. I walked <laughs> away. And within the first eight months of doing that, I made over six figures wholesaling and then about a, a little over half a million the next year. What a powerful story. And I love that all that spawned from you taking the initiative to have that conversation with the gentleman that you're like, hey, I want to be this guy someday. Let me get inside his head. And it took that hour, hour and a half. I mean, that was the most valuable, I imagine most valuable hour of your life. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And it was not even the money. I sold both those properties to the tenants I put in place. I made well yeah. over six figures. I put like no money in the remodels. I didn't even remodel. I cleaned them and put tenants with an option to buy me out. They both exercised, made over six figures. I would have made awesome. way more knowing what I know now, but still it's like that understanding that it is possible, right? That it got my mindset to believe in the process. It, that belief gave me permission to go take more action. So the money was great, yes, but money comes and goes. But having that belief in myself, having the belief in the process of getting started in real estate, even though you have no money, like knowing that it was possible and it was real, that belief is actually the greatest gift that I've ever been given. I love that. So you become somewhat famous for your, what we call a 40 day challenge where you went after, was it $40,000 in 40 days? And this is kind of, I believe the intent here is to show, Hey, I've got a proven model to go find properties, to earn money in a, in a relatively brief time. frame. It's repeatable. Tell us about yeah. that. Share us your story there. Like I said, I got that gift from Stan that since I believed that it was possible, I saw it happen live with me. I went and took massive action and got a coach and did the work and changed my life. And so a few years after this happens, right? And I'm doing all these deals. I have this experience where I was doing a self-help journal and it said I had to give away whatever I wanted to receive. And I had set a financial goal that year of generating a million bucks. And I was pinching myself that I was even contemplating that goal. But according to the self-help journal I was doing, I had to give away a million bucks. If I wanted love, I give love. If I want money, I give money. It's like, okay, well, I got to give away a million bucks, but I don't have a million bucks. How do I do that? And so my wife and I came up with the idea of teaching this process that I had been using to find my deals and just to 10 people, put $100,000 on average in each of their pockets and accomplish that task. It go. was no intention to become a coach or an influencer or anything like that. I'd never, I didn't even like social media. I didn't even have social media, right? So I did. I went and got 10 students. My very first student I ever brought on within a year and a half, he texted me. He's like, I alone have hit the million dollars. Thank you. Right. It was amazing. Like it was the most life-changing thing because the more I taught, the more I learned, the better I got at what I was doing. But also I found so much fulfillment in helping other people. So I became addicted to helping other people. Like I was like, this is my calling. Real estate's awesome because I make a ton of money and this is where my wealth's growing. But like, I want to help people because like where I was emotionally and financially was not in a good place compared to now. And I want to give that same gift to others. And so what I found is I started helping people and teaching people is they didn't have that belief. They were kind of like Zach before we met Stan. They're like, man, I want to get into real estate. I believe it's potentially possible, but I don't believe in myself enough to take the action required to be successful. So I thought, how do I give that gift 
the stand gave me. And I thought, well, they got to see it happen because if they see it happen, they see that, you know, Zach's no one special. If he can do it, I can do it kind of thing. And so I decided to go show it live. I wanted to go make the average American income in 40 days, only starting with a thousand bucks. So I couldn't use my team, couldn't use my employees, couldn't use my connections. I flew across the country to somewhere I'd never been and documented a 40 day challenge. And the whole purpose was to show people that you can find a deal of a lifetime if you're willing to do the work and you can completely change the way you live and what you're dealing with financially, if you're willing to do the work. So that was what the 40 day challenge was. That's why I did it is to give people that hope and belief. So they'll go take the action themselves. What do you think separates, you know, kind of your approach versus there's a lot of others that are not successful in trying to find discounted properties and it's too hard or I give up. Is it just consistency and putting in the work or is it more methodical and strategic than that? Both. Both, right? Without massive action, you'll never be successful in anything, right? Massive amounts of imperfect action are a thousand times better than no action, right? It's a lot easier to get lucky when you're working than get lucky when you're doing absolutely nothing and putting nothing out there, right? So the first thing, yes, is a massive amount of action. But yes, one of the reasons that I'm so successful and so confident that I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go take a film crew and put 40 days of work in. And I know I'm going to make over 40 grand. You know, on that challenge, I made $93,000 on three deals. So I knew that I was going to be successful. And one of the reasons, like you said, is strategy. So when someone has a property that they want to sell at a massive discount, it's usually because of some kind of a thorn in their side. You know, they might've inherited the property and they got problematic siblings or, you know, mom was a hoarder. It's got physical signs. You know, it's like beat up, got water damage, et cetera. Right. So when someone has a property, it's a thorn in their side. They don't take care of general maintenance. You know, go plant flowers and pick the weeds right. and make it look real nice. Mm-hmm. The first thing you want to do is, is you want to build a list of potential homeowners that have a property that's a thorn in their side. One of the best ways to do that is see the houses. So what we're doing is we're driving around and finding houses, with physical signs and neglect. This is known as driving for dollars in the real yeah. estate space, but I took it to a different level. You know, Originally, driving for dollars was just to find your first deal, but I'm to the point now where I'm finding over a deal a week through this strategy in a systematic way. So we build this list. We're adding over 50 to 100 properties to our marketing list every single hour of driving. And that's not just getting the addresses. That's getting the homeowners, phone numbers, mailing address, property address, anything I need to be able to cold text and send postcards. But on that 40-day challenge, it's exactly what I did. I use the systems that I have in place to find the homeowners, find those ugly houses and reach out. The way I reached out on the 40-day challenge was just cold calling through a multiple line dialer. And that's all I used. That's awesome. So I love that you shared kind of some nuggets of your approach there. Once you've got a property and it's say you're not even wholesaling, you're keeping it managing, what are your best tip or maybe your one single best tip for listeners of how do you get the most of your investment? Well, I always look at my exit strategy, Mm -hmm. right? So I tell people this all the time. There's no such thing as a bad time to invest in real estate. doesn't matter what the market's doing. The market's really weird right now with interest rates, et cetera. There's only bad investments. There's only bad deals. So what I'll do is every time I get a deal or a contract, we should say on a property, I do multiple things. I immediately blast it out to my buyer's list, right? Because I want to see what I could sell this contract for. Because if I'm thinking, man, I could probably flip this property, make $60,000, $70,000, right? There's a lot of meat on the bone. If I send it out to my cash buyers and I don't even get offers for what I have it under contract for, maybe my math is wrong. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of a checks and balances. But if I send it out and I get someone that says they'll pay me 50, mm-hmm. 60 grand for the contract, why would I flip it for 60, 70? Yeah. Right? So it's like, well, I'll just assign it. I like and the risk I- mitigation play there. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's this is why I love wholesaling, especially for someone that's new 
to this business is because if you get a property under contract, you don't really know what the rehab costs are. You don't really know what it'll rent for. You don't really know because you haven't done it. It's like telling me you're the best basketball player ever and you've never even picked up the ball. Right. Yeah. That could you be know? true, but it probably isn't. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. funny thing is if you're brand new and you call up a super wealthy multimillionaire investor in your market and you're like, hey, can I pick your bane and buy lunch for you? Most of the time they're going to be like, oh my gosh, not again. Right? Yeah. Right. But if you call up an investor and say, hey, I've got a property under contract, it's assignable. I'd like to pass this opportunity on to you. Would you come inspect the property with me during my inspection and see if this is something you want to partner on with me or even just buy me out? They're going to give you the time of the day. Absolutely. Not only are they going to come look at it, but they're going to educate you. Well, the rehab costs are this. This is what it's worth. This is why my offer would only be this much. Hmm right? They're going to give you the time of the day because you can make them money. So you become educated by the best investors in your market for free. You actually get paid to do it, right? So there's so many wins here, but I'm a big believer that mm. if you don't not, it doesn't matter if you're doing flips, if you're doing buy and hold rentals, if you're doing multifamily, I don't care what it is that you do, whether you're doing developments. If you do not have a buyer's list of your competitors to pass deals onto, you're doing it all wrong. Because it's one of those exit strategies, one of those money-making strategies that should be in your pocket. It should be in your tool belt. That's a great tip. And it's something to really consider. And I think a lot of people get hung up in the, it's so risky. And that's a great way to get ahead of all that. Yep. So we've impacted so much value in the last 20 minutes. For those who want to contact you and learn more about your, what you have going on, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you guys want to watch that 40 day challenge, it's a great way to like see exactly what I do. I hold nothing back on that 40 day challenge, right? Like it's 100%. Okay. Here's the app. This is how I do it. This is how I'm using it. This is day one. This is day two. So if you guys want to go see that in action, see me make over 90 grand in 40 days, you can go watch that. There's a quick link. It's DFD challenge stands for driving for dollars, dfdchallenge.com. You can catch it for free on my YouTube channel as well. Just go to the playlist, see the 40 day challenge, but I have TikTok. Instagram, my podcast is driving for dollars mastery. So you can catch me anywhere you guys like your content. Shoot me DMs as well if you want to reach out and say hi. But yeah, definitely the 40 day challenge. That's so great, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cash Flow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.